is so new, y'all. Like Greg never gets on here and gives stereo a compliment because they're always slipping. Always. Yeah. Always. So this is new for me. I don't know how I feel, you know, looking at this. So hmm. any homes. In any homes. Um, how have you been, my friend? It has been officially a week since we've done a show. Yeah. Um, we did a great show. Um, the last show was well, that was another rant, right? And guess what they did yeah. tonight? Guess what they did tonight? <laughs> Oh, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. This is Loudmouth Stereo. My name is Sheehan Greg from Young Black and Bothered. You can find my podcast on Cozy Room Podcast. She gets a podcast. So what page we on? Be podcast. And The Real Relationship Rapport, which is a new show that I added last week. Let's so, go. Um, Let's so, go. I saw. Listen. I saw. I was like, y'all niggas is talking, talking. I was like, oh, y'all, y'all spitting. Y'all y'all doing shit like when I had free time. Like when you and I were doing a four-hour show. I was like, oh, she has a four-hours of... Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. As her co-host for this show, um, that other show, I've gone and listened back to it. Um, I need y'all to go ahead and subscribe to whatever the fuck this is called, the subscription thing. I need, to subscribe. I need you to go and listen podcast when she gets a podcast i need you to listen to young black and bother even though it's not on there but just go listen to my shit but <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a lot of content and god forbid they're gonna hate us when we start doing the solo shows on this bitch too Mm-mm-mm. yeah it's a it's a, it's a lot of stuff that's getting done but we getting it done i don't know if i can take on another show but i'm doing what i can and i'm making that thing do that thing you know what I'm yes yes See, you were like me. You were like me when I had all them fucking shows going. I had, well, when I, when I first got on here, Shane, what was it? Like, I had the, the sports show with Q. I had our show Wednesdays and Saturdays. I had the show with Homegirl on Thursdays. I had the shows I was doing with random people so we can stay on the leaderboard. You know, like, there wasn't a lot of sleep. <laughs> there, there wasn't oh, a lot of sleep being had. about me. I'm going to get my sleep now. But I'm just very organized in my madness, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. See, so, you're yeah. more organized than me because I was like, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to get some easily $300. Let's go ahead and get it. So, <laughs> but look, look at us now. Great. Greg introduced me to the Stereo app and we've still been here kicking it and getting y'all content. And we developed Loudmouth Stereo into Loudmouth Stereo Podcast, which is available on Spotify, Red Circle, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts in the um process of being on your apple podcast platforms so if you don't catch the whole show on here and you don't have time to sit on this app throughout the day you can play it in your vehicle on the apple podcast app pretty soon but it is available to y'all in y'all hands whenever y'all want to need it whenever y'all want to pause it share it whatever you want to do with it so we coming at y'all Today is hump day. Welcome. You made it halfway during the week. And um, this is a hump day vent session. We ain't got no gas or chicken. Mm-hmm. Get. And what that means is basically if you don't really got no reason to be out or going somewhere or uh, buying chicken outside, stay your ass at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen, but people have been putting gas in uh, dump bins trash cans, trash bags, um, big barrel containers as if it's the apocalypse down here in the South. And it's, mm. it's ridiculous. Like, I went to the grocery store today and I was like, let me get this 
get some gas right now. All of the pumps are empty. Mm-mm-mm. Niggas doing niggas. Actually, I can't even say that because y'all white folks been fucking up too. Asians too. Yeah, yep. y'all doing some crazy stuff. Like, why are you putting gasoline in the plastic bag? Yo, they are tr- they are treating this fucking gasoline like Slurpee Day at Seven Eleven. Any container we put in that <laughs> shit in it, <laughs> and it's like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? I seen pictures. I seen pictures of people saying with like the gas. I think I post on Instagram. People putting the gas shit in their trunk. I was like, you you realize you're not supposed to do that, especially you're not supposed to put the gas sitting like sideways in the car because all it takes is for the shit to leak into your car and you can't get it out. Like, that's forever like um cardi b forever that yeah. smell don't go nowhere and then you don't want to have the gas sitting in your house one match it's a rat exactly no, like and that's the thing people putting that shit in their garages in the house in the basement it shouldn't be anywhere near like electricity power source of like any type of electricity why are y'all doing this um, I, I used to try to blame my people for being stupid, like doing mm-hmm. shit like this. Um, mm-hmm. But this, it's like America is fucking dumb. Yes. Like uh, America, I get it. Like, you know, y'all got to go get the gas. The issue is y'all are getting the wrong type of gas. Nine this, out of ten. This. People like, they, they're not getting the right gas, the green gas. We're going to talk on another episode. I, I, I'm really concerned that y'all are going out here spending the stimulus checks that y'all know y'all ain't got to get mm. gas. Mm. And I'm telling you, if I see on Facebook Marketplace or in y'all Facebook statuses, I'm talking to my family and friends that y'all got <laughs> gas for the low and it's not the gas that I'm looking for, I need you to know you are being unfriended. You know it's going to be on there. Absolutely. Got that gas. C- come on, man. Come on. Because earlier, I was trying to figure out via Twitter... If Amazon Prime delivers gas, because I'm not about to be out searching for gas. That's what I'm not about to do. Facts. Facts. So, Greg may not have 10 rants, but I got 10 rants. They're mm. um, also gym-ish. So, um, you know, words to live by, words to take with you when you leave. Um, please take off your shoes when you walk in my house okay you come in here let yourself be known let the people know who you are if you are a frequent loud mouther mm. welcome what's up y'all already know how this go um, Greg's rant is going to be pretty juicy we kind of get the temperature for today especially in the podcast world about what this yeah. going to be so y'all just get prepared so what you want to do first Greg uh, I, here's my rant. Uh, my first one, not the. I'm, I'm gonna save that one for a minute. Uh, on that one, um, uh, I, I need to start here. Um, Dogecoin, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Um, the reason why I want to start with this Dogecoin shit is because I got in in January, and again, this is not financial advice for anybody who's going to give me hell for it. But it's it's a quick rant. I'm gonna try to tap you know tap out at two minutes. I bought in January 28th at a penny, and then I bought in again February 3rd at four cent. And, you know, everybody wants to go to the moon, to the sky, to heaven, to Mars, wherever the fuck it's supposed to go. Here's the thing. It's gone nowhere but down since Musk went on Saturday Night Live and completely bombed. Um, now, I understand that he has Asperger's. I think that's the word. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to make fun of that or anything like that. But he is he's a fucking alien, dog. Like, I just I, I don't understand 
how he can say one thing and it can tank not only the stock market but crypto as well. Um, he he dropped everybody, including today. He has dropped Bitcoin because he is saying that he, I guess, like Tesla is suspending Bitcoin because of the fact that they don't want to do what he wants them to do, and that's absolutely market manipulation. I, I'm not a fan of it. He basically said that Tesla is suspending accepting Bitcoin as payment for their cars until Bitcoin mining and transactions can be powered through more sustainable energy. To most people, that makes sense. To me, it seems like you are manipulating the market that you honestly hold. He has shares in Tesla, in Tesla, in Bitcoin, in Ethereum, in Dogecoin. Like, stop. Just, that's my first rant. I'm just I'm gonna just stop really quick. Shane, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I, my brain refuses to um, swallow this crypto, this Dogecoin, and all of this shit that people are talking about. I think either way, Mr. Musk gonna win. <laughs> so he's not even a part of you know whose life is on the line with their money these days because he's beyond me okay um mm-hmm. my number 10 vent is how the fuck y'all and y'all meaning this american government let these russians rush in and hack mm-hmm. a whole pipeline talk to them please like make it make sense like y'all have these devices that tell me every five days, hey, your password's not strong enough. Hey, you need to have it to be 13 letters, one capitalized, uh, two numbers, and a, a special character. Oh, you used that one already. What? Mm-hmm. If I got to that for a special system for me to get into my own phone that I got to pay a phone bill for, y'all don't have no maximum security off of the maintaining of how people in America get the fuck around? Exactly. Yeah, I had one job. Just one. Hey, what? Just one job. Couldn't do that right. Shoot. Niggas doing niggerly shit. Um, that, uh, I, it made me reschedule my wang appointment. Whoa, whoa, what way to fucking... You know what? We are going to act like that never happened and that you did not say that. Um, we're, we're just going to leave that where it was and where it's going to stay. Because how in the hell, why in the hell, what in the hell? All three, collectively, a, ladies and gentlemen. I have to set up my priorities and I'm just like, okay, where do I want to use this gas? And then I said, you know what, Chantal? Your punani can wait. Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. And this is why we can't have nice things. This is exactly oh, we- why. And when we do, it's going to be not. Lord almighty. Lord almighty. Um, I, I guess my number, I, mind you, I, you know, Shan said earlier, I do not have 10. I do not have 10 rants because rant is probably about seven of these bitches. But my, my first rant that I'm going to go on, actually, this is my second one, right? Because my first one was about Elon Musk and Bitcoin and Dogecoin and shit like that. Um, my second one is I had to unfriend someone today. Ooh. I, I had to unfriend someone because they said, and I quote, Juice wasn't a good movie. It just had good moments. What? Yes. Um, when I said unfriend someone, in my head, 
I had to, because this is a hot take from the Opinions While Black podcast. It 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 hurt my heart. It wasn't Oz. It was my boy D. Randall. He he went and said <laughs> he said Juice wasn't a good movie. It just had good moments. And the reason why I had to unfriend him today is because I absolutely fucking agree with him. I had to think about it. <laughs> I had to go and like mentally think like, yo, what actually happened in the movie Juice? Absolutely nothing fucking happened. Um, more importantly, like the acting was subpar. He had mentioned that Omar Epps has been terrible in every role that he has been the star or the top billing in. So for anybody who is wondering who Omar Epps is, he is an actor, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he has been in such movies as, uh, I'm, let me go through his IMDb really quick. Let me see if I can actually find his IMDb. Da, 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 da. Omar Epps. I do not see his bodies of work. That's how bad of an actor, apparently. Oh, he was in Miramax's In Too Deep. If anybody does not remember that, that was the movie where LL Cool J <laughs> stuck a pool stick in somebody's ass. Um, he was in Higher Learning. He was in Scream 2, where he died. Uh, surprise, surprise. Black person, horror movie, he died. He was in Love and Basketball, which is probably what he's most known for. Um, what else was he in? Oh, he was in The Wood, which, again... Another movie that if you haven't seen it in the past three to four, you know, three to five years, you probably can't remember much about it. Um, and somebody's going to be upset because that might be their favorite movie. Guess what? That's your fault. So basically what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is my friend was not wrong. when He said that Juice was not a good movie. It just had good moments. Um, secondly, he said another movie. He said Jason's Lyric was one of the worst movies ever. I had to agree because... I don't fucking remember Jason's lyric. All I remember is them fucking on uh, sunflowers. And that was it. That, that's all I remember. And Jada Pinkett. Because, boy, seeing that ass. Seeing that ass. Um, but that's my <laughs> rant. Shane, what about you? Okay. Yeah, I ain't got shit for you for no Omar apps. I don't see. I don't see it. But my number nine rant is... I got to drive my mama to Florida, y'all. First of all, I do love my mom. And her immune system is not the best. She takes 13 pills a day. So her getting on the flight is completely out of the question during a pandemic with complete strangers and their germs. So I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll ride. But this was before this motherfucking gas situation. So hopefully, during my ride, the gas finding gets better. Hopefully, they have a rental when I go pick it up for Friday. And they don't give me a hard time. But, um, yeah. I don't like Florida. Mm. You know? I don't like the cops in Florida. Sometimes the ways app doesn't pick up the troopers. I got a heavy foot, and so we gonna pray on that. Mm. Oh yeah, so you spitting, you spitting. <laughs> okay, um, where where do I have to go with this shit? All right, this is number three on the list, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you are offended, or if you live in the Washington D.C. area, you will probably be happy that Washington D.C. has opened up to have no capacity restrictions in everywhere but bars and nightclubs. This includes no capacity restrictions for wash I'm sorry, I'm sorry, for restaurants, 
weddings and special events, business meetings and seated conventions, places of worship, non-essential retail, personal services, private at-home gatherings, libraries, museums, galleries, recreation centers, gyms and fitness centers, pools, office spaces, schools, and childcare, aka that six-foot shit we told y'all about a year ago today, that shit mm-hmm. don't apply. Um, here, here is my issue with this whole situation, and I'm not going to go into a whole diatribe about COVID. This is not the episode for that. This is the rant, and I'm definitely about to rant. Bars and nightclubs are at a 50% capacity. This one, it threw me off a little bit because I was trying to figure out why. Um, anybody who knows for the past couple episodes when it came to COVID and our talks and discussions about it, the only reason people want shit to open back up is so they can go to bars and nightclubs, concerts, venues, weddings, right? So our mayor, who is just a complete fucking goofball, she goes and says that they are going to ban dancing and cocktail hours at weddings. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Yeah. So a DC bride sued Mayor Mario Bowser over a ban on dancing at weddings. Ladies and gentlemen, when you go and you get married, uh, usually you have something called a first dance. You usually have something called a cocktail hour. You usually have something called a reception that you paid thousands of dollars for. These aren't hundreds of dollars. These are thousands of dollars. Um, I'm not going to tell you how much we spent, but I'm just going to say it, it, it was a pretty fucking penny. You're already in a space where people are wearing masks to see you get married and have the greatest day of your life with you and your spouse, be it who they are, you're in love, you want to celebrate with your family and friends. What is a better way than going to a wedding, saying I do, and then dancing, celebrating your nuptials, going and having that first dance? Well, guess what? In D.C., you can't do that shit. It It has been banned to have a first dance. It has been banned to have a dance floor. It has been banned to have cocktail hour. The reason for this what? is because they do want you to take your mask off, ladies and gentlemen. This is what fucks me up most about the situation. Um, you opened up what I said in the list before. Places of worship, non-essential retail, personal services, private at-home gatherings, libraries, museums, galleries, recreation centers, gym and fitness centers. Let's stop. Let's start there, Shan. And I said I wasn't going to do a rant on COVID, and this is not a rant. What I'm going to say to you is this. When you go to a gym and a fitness center, nine times out of 10, there is what? Sweat, perspiration, people running around, yelling, screaming, talking. And nine times out of 10, these motherfuckers are not going to be wearing a mask. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just going to leave that one there. This is, I'm talking recreation centers, gyms, and fitness centers, right? Now, they just said two weeks ago that they Mm -hmm. opened up, you know, this rule where you don't have to go outside and wear a mask. Where are a lot of basketball courts, tennis courts, football fields, soccer fields, playgrounds, and just open space where people are going to congregate, have cookouts, barbecues, play basketball, hang out with them, or honestly just go on the sidewalk with a whole bunch of your friends. Fucking side, right? You know what you can't do with that? Wear a fucking mask. But you were saying a wedding is unsafe and you cannot dance with your partner. The, it's shit like this that honestly it really fucking confused me um, but is the that, one that, fuck- is that outdoor here's the thing most weddings since it's summer are going to be where outside outdoor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so by, by, the, by the law of numbers and the law of like logic if you want to call it that 
DC and a lot of these states, they lifted the rules saying you don't wear, have to wear a mask outside, right? Which means nine times out of 10, these people are not going to have to wear masks outside because they come to the you know, assumption that, you know what? If the government and our state says it's okay to be outside without a mask, they're not wearing a mask, right? So you're saying wear the mask outside, but wear the mask, I'm sorry, wear the mask inside, don't wear it outside. So you're walking inside from outside without a mask on. But guess what? You can't have a drink. You can't have cocktail hour. Y'all want to dance? Can't do that shit. Which means there's going to be more people who are just going outside and having outdoor cocktail hours and weddings. Things you don't want because you just told people they have to be six feet apart. They have to make sure that their temperature checks and all this other stupid shit. But outside of the wedding one, this is my last little thing. When it comes to indoor. Indoor, they are trying that everybody in their fucking can go and be at work pretty much what they want us to do. So they opened up libraries, museums, and libraries. The issue with this is they rushed the 12 to 15 mandate for Pfizer people. So like Pfizer is saying now, you know, if you're 12 to 15, you can have the vaccine. I'm very appreciative of this. Very, very appreciative of this. My issue that stems from the whole situation is why are bars and nightclubs at 50% capacity? <laughs> like my, my thing is if you're going to do it, do it all the fucking way. You, you, you're saying kids can be vaccinated. You're saying that it's okay to wear a mask outside. I'm sorry, inside, but you don't have to wear it outside. If you're with a friend and they're vaccinated, then you guys should be, it, it's a whole bunch of moving parts. But bars and nightclubs where probably, where a lot of the gross shit happens. Have you ever been to like a bar bathroom? I hate touching the handles on that shit. Um, have you ever been to a bar and seen somebody like throw up because you had too many shots? Patron or whatever the fuck they've had, I have. No, I don't. That shit don't look good. Um, do you do you know of bars that whatever you're dr- like you're drinking? Everybody's been to that one bar that don't clean the counter when you sit down and you're just sitting down and somebody else just spilled the drink and you got a sticky ass counter that you're putting your arms and shit on. I- I've been there. So yeah. we're opening up at fifty percent capacity, and I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with the bars and the nightclubs having fifty percent capacity, but in DC. Specifically in D.C., half of these clubs are restaurants. Restaurants have a no capacity restriction, which is pretty much the government saying, hey, if you just go to the restaurant, it's no restrictions. But if they have a bar, it doesn't matter because whatever. So that that was just my rant. I feel like we are absolutely fucked. I just don't want to end up like India in three months and have to be right back in the house after I've gotten acclimated you know, to, hey, having the vaccine, all I got to do is do the booster shot. And now we got to go back inside because motherfuckers who haven't been vaccinated are going to weddings without masks or going to work. And there's no fucking capacity limits because y'all just want to get back to normal so fucking bad. Um, but that, that, that's my rant on that. Let me tell you something. And down here in Georgia, there's capacity limits, but nobody's following that shit. Down here in Georgia, we've been wide open, as I've been saying the past months. And the clubs are full and packed beyond capacity. And they're mm-hmm. giving drinks by the bottle to the face for everybody. No, I, I, I wish the worst for a lot of people that... <laughs> That just like, and I I don't mean like death or harm or some shit like that, but I just really hope that you know some something happens in the regard to me like like something has to happen where the government says you know what we done fucked up 
they clearly haven't gotten it the last four times they tried restrictions and say, you know what? It's okay. And in my personal chat, it only happens around holidays. They know Memorial Day weekend is coming up. What makes sense to them? Hey, let's open up office buildings and large venues and churches. And now, oh, I forgot this on the list. Schools and childcare. No capacity restrictions. Even though we don't got vaccine for them little motherfuckers, guess what? Open it up. <laughs> Open that motherfucker up. So now your parents who are at 50, you know, 50% capacity hanging out at bars and nightclubs, you know, when they come home to you and they probably got COVID, guess what's happening? They're hovering over their kids, taking care of the kids. And what are they doing? Send them little motherfuckers to daycare in school. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, 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 one last thing. The pools. This one is going to be a good one. Nasty. Okay. Nasty. The, the pools have no capacity restrictions. Yo, uh, have, yo I, I don't know about anybody who's listening right now live on, you know, stereo or anybody who's listening to the podcast. All I'm going to say is this. I would rather pee in the pool than use the bathroom at a public pool in the restroom. I have seen, and it's probably one of the grossest things I'm about to say. I've never said this out loud because I think it's disgusting. But have you ever seen people who jump straight out of the pool and go to the bathroom barefoot? Yes. That is that is disgusting. I, I had to cancel my membership to fucking LA Fitness because there were too many grown-ass men walking around barefoot with their dicks out, just walking around like this is their personal bedroom and bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Yo, yo, so uh, imagine with COVID, the germs, yo. The last thing I want to see, Shane, and I, I really hope that this does not happen because now I've already told you that they've opened up the schools, the child care, and the aftercare and stuff like that. Can you imagine a summer field trip full of snotty, sneezing ass kids going to a public pool that just might be the only pool in your neighborhood? And you're like, you know what? I just want to go to the pool and have a good day. And you got kids splashing and sneezing and spitting in the water. And they're going into the public bathroom barefooting and dragging that shit back into. Do you understand how disgusting this shit sounds, man? First of all, the older I get, the more I find public pools a repulsive place. Kids are nasty outside of the water. So then you're inviting multiple children to bring their dookie crumbs from their butts because they don't mm-hmm. wipe it all the way into mm-hmm. the water. The ones that say, I have to pee, you get 10 yep. points. Yep. The 110 of them that don't and they just pee in the pool while someone's splashing and playing, mm-hmm. that's how your ass end up with pink eye. Yep. Listen, my kids already got a pool for the backyard. It's not hot enough for it to be up yet. Mm-hmm. But once it is, blow it up. It has a slide and everything. They are gonna yep. be good to go. I'm not doing no public pools. I find that nasty. The only pool I will ever go in is the one that's mine and it's at my house. Yeah, this shit is. I'm sorry. In my personal opinion, it's it's fucking disgusting. And I know the fact that I painted that picture about the bathroom thing. Somebody this summer is going to go to somebody's pool. They're gonna go to a day party or some shit like that. And you know they're gonna they're gonna get out of the pool and they're gonna put their slides on their little Nike slides or something like that and they're gonna walk into the bathroom and see somebody walking around barefoot and I don't know about y'all but my equivalent to like public bathrooms at pools is like airports when you go to an airport bathroom it's disgusting men the, as a guy and Shane this is like you know a little bit TMI for you as a woman but men 
Nope. They don't aim. Our, uh, they that, do that, not aim. Very clean. There's no aim, and they don't flush. So me, personally, I've been in a situation where, you know, I have to go and I have to take pictures. All the urinals are taken, so you have to go into the toilet. But you have a suitcase with you, so you're trying to go to the handicap stall. So you use your foot, you kick open the door. The first stall, every <laughs> single time, it does, it never fails. I swear to God, it never fails. That first stall is always full yeah. of shit. Always yeah. shit. Yeah. The second, the second stall, men decided that instead of taking their foot and lifting the toilet seat, oh no, we're just gonna piss all over the toilet seat. This is mm. why I don't. This is why I do not eat at airports anymore. Because just by proxy, if I ever have a stomach ache and I actually have to take a shit, there's no toilet for me to do it. Mm. So, so just imagine getting into a pool knowing that you just seen five snotty barefoot ass kids going into a public bathroom. Where there's piss just like at the urinals because they don't know how to aim. And they just casually running back into the pool and jumping in. When you going in there, you think you're being cool, you dunking your head. Ill. Just fucking ill, man. Like, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm making this shit gross and disgusting for y'all. But that is maybe COVID just made me think of how disgusting we are. But that is <laughs> that's not even a rant. That's just fucking gross, man. Let, let, let's just Be- move on, Shane. <laughs> Oh, actually, before, no, we got voicemails. Before voice I get number eight, I'm going to play these voicemails. We got Southern Hummingbird. We got AJ, Lena. We're going we gonna to click through these and we're going to get back into this rant because it's a mess. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. To answer your question, Chan, is because America gets paid off of any kind of hysteria. And any kind of attack and any kind of trauma, they get paid off of it. Every single time in American history, when there was any kind of pandemic, any kind of um, attack, terrorist attack, as they call it, quote unquote, America is making billions of dollars. So they open up the doors to these different cyber links, these different accounts, passwords to let these attackers come in because now they got billions of dollars coming to them because everything is locked down. They get paid off of it. That's why. Who is your man? Who is your man? I don't know what you're talking about. Next voicemail. Listen, I have not been to the pool in the past three years simply because of germs themselves. Yeah, I thought about going to the pool this summer, but y'all are making me not want to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, Don't. I'm sorry. Would man. you like poop in your mouth? I would. Don't. Don't. Yeah, I know what. You are saying some of the things that I have been thinking for a long time. <laughs> we are a part of a system, America, that is just nasty as fuck. Like, literally, this is showing the hands of how nasty we are. Most people do not clean their hands ever. They don't clean after they use the bathroom. They don't clean before they eat. They don't clean their hands at all. They don't clean their hands and go outside. Most people don't wipe their ass right. Most people don't take showers. Most people don't even brush their teeth. Mm-hmm. We're fucked. 
because people are still thinking that this virus is just magically disappearing because we got a vaccination and because we're not having to wear the mask as much. We can't act like it ain't real, but most Americans are. So I agree with you. We're probably going to be quarantined again. Of course. Of course. It's only a matter of time. And what I was saying too much, it's just going to be one of those situations where Shannon not going to be here twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays, <laughs> talking to y'all. And we're going to be like, yo, we back, y'all. We ain't going nowhere, but we back. back. <laughs> we to- because oh. the reality is I'm still in here trying to power through why my seven-year-old refused to wipe her cooch and why mm. I have to threaten her. If you don't wipe, it's going to fall off one day. See? And that like right there is good parenting. And she can't say I ain't got the good shit. I got the good shit. I got the Charmins with the ripples. Mm-hmm. Like, use a toilet paper. Wash your hands. I have good soap. I like to go to Home Goods for fun. I have great soap. It smells great. There's towels in the uh, bathroom. Sometimes I put paper towel in there if I'm feeling mm-hmm. super Like, use the shit. Yeah. I just my my only request for the you know everybody who's listening is actually become a germaphobe. It has been so much better on me. Before I would go and mind you, I'm petty. So you know when we first started doing the show, I think I mentioned you know during COVID that I had a list in my phone of all the people that I work with who don't wash their hands, and I don't eat after them. I don't go to the kitchen after them. I don't shake their hands. I don't grab anything they touch because they're disgusting. And people were laughing at me because they thought that shit was a game. They thought it was a joke. I meant that shit. Um, if you do not wash your hands, if your breath stink, like, mask is not going to help you. And a lot of people need breath stink because they got on. And they don't give a fuck. They're like, you know what? My breath is going to stink. Not around me, buddy. <laughs> not around me. So, you know, I just want people to become the germaphobes that they have in their souls and their spirits. Because a lot of the shit that we used to do is now deemed gross. Have you ever like touched an elevator button in 2020, 2021 and realized how many motherfuckers digging their nose, digging their butts, eating fucking food and then touching the resident with my mom? I was like, you would think by this year they would have um, touchless elevator, mm-hmm. but like, why would you touch that shit? Yo, that shit, it, it made me think like, you know, the first like four months of COVID, I ran out of gloves when I purposely set up a like an urgent care appointment just so I could steal gloves. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. That is the absolute truth. If you look at me like, damn, Greg, you had to steal gloves. Yes, because they were out the same way niggas are out of gas and chicken right now. We were out of gloves last year at this point. Right now, if you look at my closet and my pantry, I have more Lysol wipes and spray and hand sanitizer and soap and shit that I don't need. But you know what? I don't need them, but now I know I do. I spray my door when I walk in, when I walk in, just because I don't know what I've touched going from my house to another or from my car to another. I keep soap and hand sanitizer in all four doors of my car. And the reason why is because you don't know what the fuck you've touched. I don't even give a fuck if you got gloves on these days. People are disgusting. They are nasty. Um, and what made it worse is because I know like, most of us are going back into the office and things like that. We have to be around people that we don't know what the fuck they've been doing, who the fuck they've been around, and you already knew they were nasty. So now you got to deal with people who you already don't like, you know they're nasty, and there ain't shit you can do about it. Which means, yes, we're going to be quarantined because a lot of these motherfuckers are doing shit, opening shit, and being shit, and they ain't shit. 
And on top of that, the world's like, you know what? Let's just get back to normal. Why? Memorial Day is in two weeks. We got to get to the beach. We got to open these goddamn pools. People want to go to the bar, to nightclubs. The kids got to go back to school. Why do the kids need to go back to school and it's about to be June? Mm-hmm. What, what, what's going to happen to these daycares now when, you know, I get it. It's a business. They need their money. They absolutely do. But you know who else does? These fucking parents. Parents who are spending four or $500, they ain't got to spend that shit no more. Why? They get peace and boosted morale because they get to see their kids. A lot of parents before 2020, they did not realize that their kid is a piece of shit. They did not know that they had the bad child. They did not know they had Macaulay Culkin from the good son until fucking COVID. And the reason why is because you could pawn off your children to others. So when you heard from the teacher, from the principal, from a cop, hey, uh, your son, your daughter is actually bad as shit. And you were like, well, they're not like that at home. Newsflash, you ain't home. Why? You're working 9, 10, 12-hour work shifts. But you know what? You Now that you're at home, regardless if you're unemployed or working from home, whatever the fuck the case might be, you have actually gotten to know. You've gotten in tune with your family. You've gotten in tune with your relationships and all these other things. Now they're saying, you know what? Let's just go ahead and cancel all the shit that we learned through COVID because we got to get these fucking bars and restaurants open. We got to get the schools open. Why? Just... Mm, 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 mm. All I'm going to say is this. If you motherfuckers die, I will be Rick Grimes because I'm going to be out here. I know how to kill zombies. And if you motherfuckers want to go and catch COVID and walk around talking about, yes, yes, I'm shooting <laughs> off the top. And I mean that. From the bottom of your heart, yo, keep that shit away from me. If you ain't vaccinated, get the fuck. Like, or wear a mask. I don't even say get vaccinated. Like, if you ain't vaccinated, that is you and your business. I just know for a fact, I can stay away. Or if I fuck with you, like, I know for a fact, I can fuck with you with that six feet. Or I can fuck with you and just know I'm clean. I'm vaccinated. And that's fine. I don't care if you get the vaccine or you don't. Still back the hell up. Yeah. I yeah, just please be safe because the way that they are opening shit up, it, it's not safe, man. I, I see it now. Nope. Can you imagine 40, 50 niggas in a nightclub trying to swag surf with their mask on, wearing Gucci belts and fucking, you know, fucking black air forces and shit? Come on, man. This is. Why are we All doing of this? that in a nutshell, but with your mask completely off. Yo, yo. Can you imagine, like, as a black man, I'm going to say this to you. It's already hard enough getting the stairs that we get wearing masks during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine going to a bar and a nightclub with a fucking mask on. You can have a mask on that says fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. Nigga, it's still a mask. I've been turned away from nightclubs for wearing all black shoes. They were like, oh, no, those are sneakers. Those aren't dress shoes. Nigga, we're going to a dark room. You trying to tell me that that matters? Yeah, man, we don't do that. Or, you know, like the dress code. So now you know these nightclubs are going to be like, hey, by the way, uh, you can't wear that mask in here. I understand it's open at 50% capacity, but you can't wear a mask, man. That That's not what we do here. You know, that's it, dumb. It, I'm telling you, it's going to be a fucking disaster, man. Some shit, it, it don't need to go back to normal. And I'm completely good with saying that. Drizzly is there. Um, delivery services are there. If I want my alcohol, I can get my alcohol delivered to me. I haven't had a fucking $50, $60 tab in over a year. It feels good. When I look at my bank account and I'm not looking at that pending transaction with that 20% gratuity that I know I didn't charge for that bartender because I'm like, yo, like, no, no. I ain't got to worry about that. 
I'm just really confused at how every fucking thing is open at full capacity, but the bars and the restaurants, which is where everybody's going. Everybody going to brunch. Wasn't Mother's Day, what, just last weekend? Everybody yeah. and their mom was at brunch. Everybody and <laughs> their mom. Yo, I had, I had a friend on Instagram, and I'm going to make this really brief. One of the friends on Instagram got upset because they went to the one nigga place that you go on Mother's Day, and you know for a fact that you're not going to get served. They went to Olive Garden. And I said, are you niggas crazy? <laughs> you, you went on Mother's Day to Olive Garden, and you acted like you were going to get your food on time. She's on Instagram talking about, well, we've been here for three hours. There is nothing, ma'am, at Olive Garden that is worth sitting for three hours waiting for your food. Let me just be crystal clear about that shit. There is no Alfredo that anybody has ever made that is worth sitting three hours waiting for. With that being said, that's my TED Talk. We got voicemails. So, mm, That's your TED Talk. Before I get into these voicemails, because we got like nine of them, um, I'm going to give you two of my problems right now. Go for it. How we got a real chicken shortage? <laughs> Is this in Georgia? Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. But I just I just want to know like how because I feel like they just trying to force feed us Bill Gates meat. Wait a minute. You trying to say you won't get that Gates meat? What you saying? I want the gates meat, but I feel like they're trying to be like, oh, there's a shortage of this meat over here, but we have these. No, I'm mm. good. Well, as, as long as it's not Microsoft, right? <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, have, it's so wrong with me. So... Chicken from the God of the Heavens meat. I'm not eating no Bill Gates food. Yo, not at all. Oh my God. Yo, niggas, gas and chicken, though. What, where are y'all storing this chicken? <laughs> a whole bunch of people are, are cooking it unseasoned and throwing it in the trash. Go Actually, on. hold on. I, I got to go on Amazon because here's the thing. If there's a chicken shortage, I can guarantee they are sold out of deep freezers on Amazon. I can guarantee fucking freeze. I, Let me go ahead. At the point in my life where I need to buy a deep freezer. Yep. Just like I suspected. If you look on Amazon, a lot of these, a lot of these deep freezers are back ordered. Yo, I'm done. <laughs> oh, here's, here's what's so funny. This is how you know it's niggas doing this shit, right? All the black ones are on back order. The white ones you can still buy. Oh, my nobody God. wants white appliances anymore. This shit is like the plague. Oh my God, y'all niggas are funny. Oh my oh. goodness. Um, the next thing I have a problem with is. It's not even a problem. It's just like a PSA. Let's stop complaining about it. It is what it is. If you are flying out, just get prepared to be tested before you go, mm. before you come back. Like, find a place, Google it before you get to your destination. Where can I go get tested? Because these these airlines are going to ask you for a recent test when you're coming back. So include that into your spending money. Include that into your ticket. Include that into your hotel expectations. Like, you need time to take out of your fun having to go get tested and get those results so you can get on your fucking flight. Mm. Absolute fact, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute fucking fact. Just want to point that out there. Yeah. Um, 
we got Lena, we got uh, Muzzy, uh, we got OTF Sandwich, interesting. We got Resin, we got Olivia. So I'm gonna get to these messages. I think I might just stick to the lakes for real, for real. Yes. <laughs> stick to, TLC said it best. Stick to the rivers and the lake that you used to. That's what I'm on. Um, what's that lake that people be disappearing at? Oh yeah, that's not Camp Crystal Lake. That's that uh the is it where is that fucking lake at? Anybody who's in here and knows that lake where the white people keep disappearing because it's not us. It's always y'all. Listen. So. <laughs> don't, go, don't go. Okay, I knew it. Oh no, there's always one. Okay, so block this child. Mm-mm-mm. Nigga, come on, come on, Muzzy, Muzzy. Oh, I, think actually- I do the same exact thing. I take off my shoes at the door. I wipe down my phone. I wipe down all the door handles. I wipe Back. everything with hand sanitizer, my keys, everything. Mm-hmm. I wiped yeah. my keys last night. Yeah, I don't play about that. And I know hey. Shan, she's like me. Like, Listen, everything you know getting wiped. I'm thinking about What's their that? cards in their wallet. Mm-hmm. Them things is dirty. Dirty as shit. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to let Hey Greg know, uh, 90% of every parent that had a kid going into some type of a daycare can't wait for them to go back. Uh, you have to understand, like for a lot of parents, daycare is a break, my brother. <laughs> I don't know if you raise kids or not, but if you've been around kids long enough, yeah, we, we need breaks. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I was a little thirsty for my kids to go back. I ain't gonna flex. <laughs> oh. Oh, trust me. Absolutely. Uh, Me, I do have a daughter and she will be attending daycare and I'm happy that she is. I'm not happy with the price, however. Um, And what I was, I guess, like getting to wasn't the fact that they're going back to daycare. It's more so the school aspect of it, because it feels like, in my personal opinion, it's get these motherfuckers away from me so I can actually go get shit done. And if that's what you feel, cool. Be my guest. Like, hey, I got work to get done. I need to go to daycare. I'm cool with that. My issue is I don't want to send my kid to a daycare and they ain't even following the protocols I, i've seen people be like hey yo you know my daycare provider you know she said she can't do the daycare this week because she went out of town so uh excuse the shit out of me so y'all, y'all are paying these people three four five and dc the average daycare is what i'd say 415 dollars a week mm-hmm. a week so imagine you're paying 415 dollars a week and your kid just might be around somebody else's kid and their parents reckless as shit. I, I just, I really don't want to chance it. I don't want to my it. is going to happen. And this yeah. is the thing. Before they had, the, like, everything was closed, even when they were like, oh, your child has to have a mask, when I would drop them off, their mask was on. When I go mm-hmm. pick them up, the mask was completely off. All right, where's your mask? Oh, let me go find it. Like, mm-hmm. y'all not- Y'all not keeping this on, so it's an illusion of safety measures. And a lot of times, <clears throat> depending on the area, how it doesn't go, once you sign them up, that's automatic bank. Yeah. Like, you have to pay. I'll try, like, yeah, like, I know for a fact I- I'm going to be happy when the baby goes to daycare and I- I'll get more done. My issue is, yes, I will get more done, but now I have to go and be extra protective like i'm gonna have to spray down my kid when they get home like i gotta wash their hair every day i have to go and wash their clothes pretty much that's more shit that i have to accrue versus saying you know what 
I can get a, a live-in nanny or I can get somebody who comes in and is a nanny, which I would much prefer. And it's probably cheaper. Um, my issue, though, was just the schools and the daycare, um, specifically the school, because they've made it clear that the kids deserve a prom. The kids deserve a graduation and shit like that. I'm like, yo, they don't really give a fuck about that. To be completely honest with you, the kids that I know and the kids that I've been around, they don't give a fuck about that shit. The experience for them is already, you know what? I'm seeing my friends. I'm doing all these things. I'm having the fun that I'm having because I'm with them. They have more time to do it. Instead of being in a fucking classroom for seven to eight hours, you know what they get to do? They get to do their work. And then, you know what? If I want to go to the playground and see my friend all day, I can do that. You know who can't do that? The parent who has to work seven, eight hours a day. You want to share this laugh with (laughs) My friend just sent me her email from Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said, your cash reward is here. Congrats. We just sent your cash reward for participating in the 1 million crypto referral bonus. We divided the pie and your your worth is one dollar and eighty two cents. So <laughs> Robin Hood needs to so see was like, out of the one million dollars they got, I only got two dollars. <laughs> they need to fucking chill. That that's a little bit too much. That is too much. Mm-hmm. Yo. Oh I would God. be sick. I would be <laughs> fucking sick. Dividing the pie. Um mm-hmm. before I get these next three messages. Uh, everybody, I hope you got your Ellen fix because she's done. She's not doing the Ellen show anymore. Most people don't even give a fuck about daytime TV. We are busy and we are booked, honey. Like, nobody's uh, watching daytime TV. So, you that the nighttime or you on a show of your own. Um, that's on the go or you have like movies and shit on these separate platforms a lot of people don't even have cable only your grandparents and people who don't know what else to do with their money are really paying full price for cable so mm-hmm. um, the element is no more uh, daytime TV listen we, we work and we book yeah. we, need we can't be house like that so okay alright so that's mm-hmm. a done deal I enjoyed her um, energy, but that's a done deal, so good. Next on our list, who was on the platter yesterday, okay, don't be a Porsche out here in these streets, okay? Oh, no. Oh, no. Do not befriend a woman who is married to a man that in your mind you have dibs on next. She said, I got next up. Taking pictures, going out, having drinks, coming to my house, and then once your divorce gets finalized, then you're all keying, talking about, oh, we just started talking three months ago. That's a fucking lie. Absolutely, absolutely. Lady, know this: when you introduce your boo to your friends, know that it could possibly be. His next woman, his next wife, his next mm-hmm. plaything. So choose yeah. wisely. No, you just got to start fighting bitches. I'm sorry, and I said the b word, but I meant to fight. That that shit is a that is a fightable offense. That means you've been checking. 
you've been checking for that nigga. Like, come on. N- never mind. Never mind. Nope. Best of luck, Cam. <laughs> Best of luck. Oh, I can't want to say. He's uh, talking about girl. <laughs> What on this? What is going on, Kale? <laughs> That's like that was resin. Oh, that was resin. Oh boy. Oh What's boy. Good, I really wish they were more transparent about what the quote-unquote vaccine does and what it can and can't do. It's more of a prophylactic than a vaccine in its way that it works inside the body and treats, well, prevents illness. Um, There's not solid evidence that vaccination stops you from infecting other people so you can become a carrier without getting sick yourself. Uh, So, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Why y'all laughing at Helen like that, though? I mean, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I, I think it's because don't nobody give a fuck. Like nobody cares. Yo, she went on an apology. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to be the asshole about this, but I mean it. Like, if that's how you felt at that moment, and you probably still stand on it, stop apologizing. Nobody yeah. gets canceled. That's why I hate when like people go on these apology tours about shit that they meant. If you don't like that motherfucker and that's how you felt about it, stand on that. People respect when you say, you know what? I like for me, for example, if somebody came up to me straight out and was like, you know what? I just don't like black people. I don't want your apology tour. You done told me what the fuck it is. I know that's what you stand on. So stand on that shit. Be on the box. What I don't want you to do is said that shit, go on because your job is and saying, you know what? friends and you know apologize to the you know the blm community and all no no you no you don't say you know what i really don't fuck with y'all like that and i've been trying to avoid y'all like that shit right there i would respect you more if you just honestly kept that energy wasn't that a thing a couple years ago keep that same energy people do not keep that same fucking energy ellen they said that she was an asshole and they said that she was mean on the set newsflash ladies and gentlemen the name of the fucking show is called The Ellen Show. She yeah. can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. And you have an option to either work with her or your merry fucking way. If you don't like how this ship is, jump the fuck in the ocean and see if you can float. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've never understood how we've gotten so sensitive as like, not even a community, just like as people to the fact that I hurt your feelings because like, I told you to do a task at your place of- What up, y'all? Don't forget to check out Loudmouth Stereo merch at teespring.com slash stores slash loud-mouth-stereo-shop. All right, let's get back to the show. So what you do is you go on Twitter and you say, you know what? Ellen's mean to me. And then when people ask, well, was it Ellen or was it the people who work for Ellen? And they're like, oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't Ellen per se. It was the people that worked under Ellen. So it wasn't her fucking fault to begin with. So what you're saying is if I went to McDonald's and I'm mad because I got my double cheeseburger with pickles and onions and I asked for no pickles and onions, I get to call corporate and say, I need to speak to fucking Ronald McDonald because that McDonald's that don't nobody fucking care about, they pissed me off. That's how I see that shit with Ellen. So for me, 
I was actually kind of upset that Ellen went and said this big apology. I was like, what are you apologizing for? They said it wasn't even you. You weren't the problem. It was the people that worked for you. She could have easily said, you know what? I'm going to fire them. But you know what she said? Why? Why fire them? And show? Now ain't nobody working. Mm. So there was nothing There was nothing done there. So th- this cancel culture shit and you know, we got to get this person out. Of the team. We, we don't like this person. Guess what? All the people who keep saying that they don't like these people, they don't ever do shit. It's just always people on Twitter. They're always searching for somebody to cancel, somebody that we don't fuck with them this week. And we won't get to Joe Button later. Trust me, I promise you, I'm getting there. My issue, and I'm going to just end it here. Y'all be trying to cancel every single person. But what do you do when there's nobody left but your faves? Because y'all don't be canceling your faves. I'm not going to talk about the Nikki's and the Beyonce's and stuff like that. This is not the episode for that. But there are a lot of people who will not cancel their faves. And their faves are pieces of shit. And that's the absolute truth. Like me personally, there's certain people I know I can't cancel. Have they said things that are controversial? Absolutely. Like me personally, I like Trey Song's music. Is he a piece of shit? Absolutely. He came out today uh, with an apology tour about him hitting on a woman. Or I'm sorry, on a woman. He's done this shit six times already. Have I stopped listening to Trey? Absolutely. But what do I need from him? Not a fucking apology saying, hey, by the way, apologize to her. Why the fuck you apologizing to me on social media? I was not there, nigga. What? Mm-hmm. So, apparently, Gen Z has defined me as chuggy, which is a new term in their fashion bubble because I have quote unquote hype trainers. Um, wow. Chuggy is basically saying, like, what you like or what you're you wearing or what you have or the way that you dress is out of date or people don't do that anymore so you shouldn't be wearing that or you should get rid of it. So Chugi C H E U G Y. So hype trainers are basically like overpriced sneakers or um you know high tops, low tops, that type of shit. Uh, designer sneakers. So, in that is Golden Goose. So, I have one pair of Golden Goose sneakers. And Golden Goose sneakers are basically um, sneakers that are made out of leather or um, some type of, like, textured material. And it's um, it's pre-beat up. It's kind of like getting Punani pre-beat up. Oh, um, interesting like marks on it and um and just like indentions and stuff it looks like vent it looks pre-vintage but they're very expensive and they only make like 500 of a certain style that that is created so my shoe that i have there's only 500 of them and then they go on to like a different design Mm. but um according to uh gen z uh that's that's like considered, you know, doing too much. Mm-mm-mm. We can't. I think nothing. you gonna call, but y'all out here paying buku dollars for um, uh, spider web uh, Yeezys. Mm-hmm. Yo, them, them, I will say this though: those Yeezy slides, the joints that look like prison shoes from Oz and shit. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody's like, Greg, man, I, I got to get me a pair. I was like, how much are they? And they were like, they're 80 bucks. I was like, 
excuse the shit out of me, eighty dollars. <laughs> eighty dollars for some slides. Best of luck though. Best of luck. The sneakers look interesting and I'm sure that they're comfortable. But something. I don't wear these sneakers. I probably wear these sneakers like five times since I purchased them in the last two years. They're not the comfiest sneakers. Um and I will never pay six hundred dollars for some sneakers ever again in life. Mm. Ever. Like that's a wrap. I don't even care if I'm a millionaire. I'm not. I refuse. As soon as I got them, like a week later, I was like, damn, I could have bought at least three Air Maxes for the price of this shoe. Or I could have bought this. I could have bought that. So it's just, you know, lessons, but mm. you live in turn. Oh, look at look but, at that. They have got they have gotten an hour of us. We need to reintroduce the show. What what are they listening to, Cheyenne? You are listening to Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast. This is our Wednesday show. Um, we usually do a two-part show, Wednesday and Saturday. But this Saturday, we will not be doing a show because we got other business to handle. This show is called We Ain't Got No Gas or Chicken Yet. And we just, you know, going through the series of events that have been happening for the past two weeks where we got opinions on it. Um, right now, we're on the third opinion that we have kind of like a vent session where we listen to y'all. Um, we talk. You can find Greg's podcast, Young Black and Bothered, on the podcast platforms. You can find my podcast, It's a Podcast, on your podcast platforms. And then this is its own separate podcast, which is available on Spotify, Red Circle, Radio Public, and Google Podcast app. And you can donate to Red Circle or on the stereo app um to us to support our show and we appreciate it facts facts oh look at that we, we have a, a orange circle which means we got voicemails hey oh, like hey you're absolutely right why is everything open for white people mm. hmm. sound like we gotta start throwing our own parties I mean, yeah. it depends on where you at, because everything in Georgia is open for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's here's the fucked up part about it. Like when I say like you know everything is open for white people, that's not even disrespect. Mm-hmm. My issue is when how can I say this without being disrespectful to my own people, but also not be disrespectful to white people. White people are a little bit more organized in their shenanigans than us. Mm-hmm. We be I I have invitations right now. They opened up DC. Effective what yesterday? Five minutes after Mario Bowser did that announcement, sundresses and whiskey. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I, I get it, but can y'all wait a little bit? They they talking about you know outdoor concerts and venues and shit like that. I think is it broccoli and cheese, whatever the DC broccoli thing is, broccoli fest. They like, oh, we're having broccoli fest again. It's gonna be. 28 different acts and we go, you know, the tickets are this much. I'm like, oh, I, I thought we were trying to like limit the exposure. Like, wh- what are y'all doing? Are, are y'all going to have people do vaccination cards? Like you got to have the vaccination card in, in order to go in because if you open it up outdoor concerts or just any concert, regardless if it's a stadium or dome, like whatever, like what are the protocols? Because people are going to drink there. People going to smoke their weed. They're going to drink their drink. They're going, like, who wants to go to a fucking concert and you got the mask on for four hours? 
if my favorite song come on and that artist, <laughs> even though they're 215 feet away, if they don't see that I feel that song and that's my shit, I'm going to be upset. And you can't feel, you cannot feel me harmonizing and vocalizing with my mask on. I'm sorry. That, that's my personal opinion. I did not pay Beyonce $315, a kidney and a lung to go to no fucking concert for them to tell me I got to wear a mask. Absolutely not. Beyonce going to catch these teeth. She going to see all of them. All of them. But Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, my next thing on this shit list. Uh, people on social media, Twitter, Streets, Facebook, um, Stereo maybe, uh, especially Clubhouse. Can y'all please stop sharing your ideas if you ain't protected yet? Yes, Lord. Nothing is free but stupidity. I understand that Clubhouse has rooms where you talk to people who are professional in whatever they're professional in or you think they're professional in whatever they're professional in. But that is not where you say, hey, I got a great idea to do X, Y, and Z. Can you give me some feedback on it or where you think I should start? Maybe you should start by actually owning the shit, owning the idea mm-hmm. or you talk to, about the idea in front of like a room of 80 people. Yep. Yep. Because you don't know who is like 10 steps ahead. You don't know who is like two steps ahead of you. You don't know who is completely at the scratching board but has all the funds to get this shit done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. openly sharing your ideas with complete strangers and thinking you're going to get the best advice you're going to start. And by the time you get to the point where you need to connect point four to point five, they're like, oh, that's already taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, wasn't that, was it last year or the year before where that girl, she put out all her plans on Twitter and, you know, she had a great speech and everything like that and they created LLC and they had to make her pay to get her own LLC for her own company. I remember that. I can't remember the actual name of it. I'm going to get the article by Saturday or whenever we do the next show. I'm going to have that article up because that pissed me off. When you told me before, you were like, you know, Greg, like, you know, get the LLCs and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm, going to work on it. But for me, to piggyback from what you said, like, it's not your intellectual property if you have not claimed it. If you don't have the email for it, if you don't have the website for it, if you don't have the tangibles, that is not your shit. Cool. Just wait until like Joe Button shit. Cool. Y'all gonna hate me for like 10 My minutes neck- straight because I'm going in. Listen, is another gem that you need to take with you. I don't care where you go after this. Too many people want success, but they don't prepare for the success and it's showing. And this could go into what your rant is. I just feel like there's a difference between being friends, being friendly, and doing business. And there are differences and boundaries when it comes to being friendly, having friends, and doing business all at the same time. You still have to dot your I's and cross your T's. You still have to make sure, like, 
I have this in writing or make sure like, okay, you're in charge of this. You are actively doing this. You are showing me that you're actively doing this. I can count on you. I can depend on you. I'm actually putting in work too. I'm doing this. I'm knowledgeable about where this is going. Um, I know that we have this going on over here and I know that we have this going on over here. So nothing's going to be a surprise to me. If that's not what you have going on in your friendship and as business people doing business as friends, then something is lopsided. Mm. You can't be a part of a project and not know all the ends and ins and outs of that project. You can't be a part of a project and not be putting in some work where you can be like, yes, this is also my thing too. This is not just yours. Because when you don't put your weight evenly or in a balanced way or a consistent, then someone can logically sit back and think like, okay, this is my show. This is my project. Or this is my shop. And you mm-hmm. just work here or you just decided to come here one day, but no, no paperwork or nothing says like we are partners. Yep. Like make it make sense. Like we're not in third grade. This is not a tree house. This is not um a, a boys clubs or girl scouts or, or boy scouts. Like legitly, if you're spending time as a grown ass man and you're showing up and you're and is being monetized please know business wise what the fuck is going on talk to these niggas and this doesn't this doesn't just happen with friends it doesn't just happen with people in business it happens with people in also marriages too when you're in a marriage and y'all didn't discuss like okay are you going to pay the mortgage or are we going to pay the mortgage or are you going to be in charge of the utilities or are you keeping track of all the tax stuff? By the end of the year, we're not scattering around like chickens with our heads cut off. Or you don't wake up one day and see your whole house on motherfucking online on foreclosure and people bidding for the shit because the mortgage hasn't been paid in like seven months. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to keep checking on your own shit, and you can't depend on somebody, well, you didn't give me this, or you didn't say verbatim that, and I thought you were, and I just assumed because you always do this, you were going to do that. No, open your mouth, be an adult, and ask questions. Bingo. Bingo. Mm. See, (sighs) I love these rants. I, I fucking love the rant episodes. Let's let's just go ahead. Let's do like Clubhouse say, and let's reset the room. Let's get the voicemails going, and and then I'm gonna try to give my last rant, and then we can do whatever we want to do after that. But yeah, let's let's go ahead and reset the room by playing these voicemails, cause yeah, um, it's it's time, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Okay, I only got one more left, and I know yours is gonna be juicy, but I want to get into these comments, and then we can just go fall into go that. For well you know that's not really a big deal because women share men and men share women in some situations now these people are usually the wealthy uh, sector of the African American community you you see what I'm saying so I mean that's not really a big deal you know some men 
may be with a woman or married to a woman, and then she'll go and marry his friend. And then that particular guy don't care. You know what I'm saying? There's situations that exist like that. I think the situation with the lady in Atlanta, that the Porsche woman, is that that was a mutual understanding between all parties. And it's not really a big deal. Yeah. For me, and this is my last and only statement in regards to this, I just want it to play out not on the show. Because one thing we do know, uh, at least from what I've like surmised when it comes to Portia Williams, she ain't messy, but the show ain't the show without her drama. They got yeah. through a three-part fucking recap of a show based off of her drama. And instead of her just saying and dead in the whole situation, like, yo, yeah, I fucked Bolo, I was single, and what? She let the shit for the entire I don't even watch the show. This information, Twitter. Twitter would have gotten mm. over it if she said, guess what? I fucked him. What you gonna do about it? If she would have said that, nobody would have given a fuck. Honestly, if she would have got engaged and somebody said, you know what? Isn't that the girl from the, the show's man? If all Portia had to say was, they got divorced, they're done, I'm fucking with him now. She did not need to have an apology letter letting the world know that she was with homeboy. Nobody cared. You would have ain't nothing we can do about it. But she went on this diatribe telling people what she was going to do and how they're happy and all parties involved, are, you know, they are in the know. Guess what? We don't care. Nobody. We don't care about the fact that you are with, you know. Um, on ESPN where he'd be like, we don't care. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> as, as, as somebody who only knows of Portia Williams because of, you know, originally Cordell Stewart, the fact that my wife like, watches that show, I watched it day. And you know what I said in my head? I was like, yo, this is an hour worth of bullshit. Months ago, when, you know, the whole situation with, you know, her sleeping with or allegedly sleeping with Bolo and, you know, kissing a girl and stuff like that, I was like, let them do them. They're adults. She's single, fine. he's single. Let them fuck. Let, here's the thing let <laughs> them fuck. It's been over like I think ten seasons of Real Housewives, and I will never forget the day Portia fixed her mouth to say, "Was the Underground Railroad a train underground?" And her grandfather is who her grandfather is in the historic Black Atlanta. Yeah. So, with that being said. This means nothing. Yeah, what's going on in her life means nothing. Yeah, let them fuck. I'm trust me, Portia Williams. From from what everybody tells me, I've never seen her body. They say she got a lot of ass, and if she got a lot of ass, God bless her. She do. You know what I'm saying? More hams. We do not have a ham shortage in Atlanta. Okay, let me tell you that right now. Mm-mm-mm. That is probably how I feel every time I block somebody. I'm like, again? Out tonight. <laughs> again? Oh, lordy, lordy. Abraham, mm-hmm. let's hope this is a man and not a child. Hey, y'all. What up? What up? Hey, Greg. And uh, I'm trying to say what's up to you. She gets it, bud. Yeah. I love what you've done with your hair on the avatar. So yeah, big up. 
What's up, man? What's yes, going on? Annalise? Right. You bet. No. Oh. Blocked, but um, Serial didn't fix that. Oh, where okay. Block them. They oh. don't just be all the way. All right. So, <laughs> I'm ready, Greg. All right. Um, let, let me just say this. Um, if you've been on Black Twitter, if you've been on Twitter, if you listen to podcasts, you probably are quite familiar with the situation that happened with the Joe Button podcast. Um, as a fan, as a listener of said podcast, I am... <sighs> I'm heavily invested, heavily opinionated, but I also don't really give a fuck. All, all at the same time. There are a lot of components to me. Um, and as somebody who Shan readily knows, she's heard for her herself, um, I've dealt with podcast co-hosts and things like that, the dramas that come with it, the intricacies that come with it, and more importantly, just like the drama of podcasting. But this this takes a whole nother level for me. Um I'm trying to like make sure my words don't come off where I get sued later or somebody gets offended that I'm about to say this. But um, Joe Button has effectively and efficiently fucked up every single opportunity he's ever had. Um, mm. Someone would say he's a businessman. Some would say that, you know what? Like, how does he keep getting these opportunities? Here's the thing. He doesn't keep getting opportunities. He gets an opportunity and he fucks it up. Every single Slaughterhouse, Def Jam, Shady with Slaughterhouse, E1, Empire, Revolt, the, the pull-ups with Charlemagne, the end-of-the-year shit with Charlemagne, the tour to DJ uh, shit, um, the show with um, Academics, his own fucking podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How do you fuck up your own shit? Now, someone would say, he, he's not really fucking up his own stuff because he didn't fuck up. He fucked up his and. As as someone who can honestly say, you know what, that might have happened to Greg, because this is Greg speaking. Um, I had an issue with, with podcaster friends where you you can't really mix business with your friendships. Joe Button hasn't understood this yet. Uh, Joe Button, he could easily go and say, you know what, academics, why don't we do a podcast together? He hasn't done that. Joe Button could say, you know what, I can get any nigga off the street. Let's do a podcast. He hasn't done that. What he's done is he gets his friends to join his show because, you know what, like, say, for example, Shannon and I, we are friends. If I say, Shannon, you know what, I'm starting a podcast. Do you want to join with me? She says, yes, we do the show. Everything's good. But goes and starts asking questions about said show, motherfuckers are offended because I, as, you know, the, the person who started the show or whatever, I say, you know what, you ain't got no involvement in this. This, this is none of your business. That's what Joe told Rory and Maul. And it's ironic because I have the article. March 24th, the episode after they had taken almost a month off, um, well, I guess this was right before the hiatus, right? Um, Joe Button said, this is Rory's seat and this is Maul's seat. Whenever they feel like returning to their seats, then they'll return to their seats. And then what will happen is the same thing when your star player comes back to the team. Mm. Joe Button has... He has an issue with accountability and he went on the show by himself. And this is where I was in a clubhouse room telling people about this. I'm talking to my, my friends like Jay and all of them in uh, the lunch break and shout out to them. Um, they weren't understanding what I was saying. I, I'm not knocking Joe. I actually spend money to listen to said podcast. I'm on the Patreon tier. I, I care about a show that I've been listening to for fucking seven, eight years now. That, that's how much I'm invested in this. And I'm sure other people are as well. 
my issue stems from the fact that when you do things with your friends, the business aspect of that actually works in, you know, in tandem. When Shannon and I started on stereo, I said, Shannon, you know what? There is a way for us to make some quick money. We can get on these fucking shows. We can talk to each other, shoot the shit. And she said, you know what? Let's do it. And we've been doing this shit. Even when they stopped paying us, we've been doing this. Why? It's not just a friendship. It's a business. So if Stereo would ever say, you know what, Greg, we, we know you were doing a show on Stereo with Shan, but you know what, we want to pay you and we ain't going to pay Shan. That's not going to happen. The reason why is we started this shit. Even if she came in a month after I started this shit, we get paid equally. When they did the mm-hmm. premium shit and the shows and stuff like that, Shan and I had a discussion. And Shan, you can tell these people the truth. Like when it comes to this premium shit, yeah, we could use it. But it's not effective for us. We don't get the listens that we want because we don't want to give people content that they got to pay for. And, you know, we give them free shows anyway. It just it makes more sense to engage with the audience that actually respects your art and the things that you do. So for me, my issue is strictly with Joe. And it's the friendship aspect of it. As somebody who's gone through this, you can probably listen to my older podcast when you've heard people on the shows. Like, there were other people other than me, and now it seems like it's more so me. Sometimes it's Q. You'll hear the shows with Shan and I. You'll hear sometimes Chris and Iris and things like that. A lot of people are like, well, Greg, like, why don't you just do a solo show? Here's the thing. The show is mine. <laughs> but what's going to happen is I'm going to make sure that my friends are good. If they want to come on the show, they're welcome to come on the show. But I make it crystal clear. Like, yo, at the end of the day, this is my shit. It's my shit, but if you want to be in, you have to do your work. You have to do your due diligence. If I'm on social media promoting the show, if I'm going out here doing the things I need to do, I need you to do the same fucking things. Joe didn't take that perspective. Joe, for all intents and purposes, when he did the Spotify deal, allegedly, this is all alleged, um, he didn't go and vocalize this to his co-host. So it's the equivalent of Shan and I, we get an exclusive deal with Spotify, but they only come to me. They come to me and say, hey, Greg, you know what? I like what y'all did on stereo. Let's go get a podcast with you and Shan, you know, a Spotify deal. And I'm like, cool, let's do that. I don't mention Shan at all. I don't talk to Shan about it or anything. I just go to her and say, after the deal is already brokered, you know what? We, we got to deal with Spotify. And Shan says, how much is the deal? And I say, don't worry about that. I got it. No, I, I'm supposed to fucking worry about where, where this money coming from. Because here's the thing, mm-hmm. Spotify is paying Joe. Spotify is paying Rory and Maul. Spotify is playing, uh, paying uh, Parks and Ian and all them. You know who's not? Joe. Joe is playing mm-hmm. the middleman in this entire fucking situation. So today on the show, what he did, which to me was petty as fuck, he leaked the audio on SoundCloud. Then he pulls it down. Pulls it down off of social media. After he pulls it down, what'd you say? And he made people pay for it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's where I was going. So after he pulls it down, he goes and he puts it back up on a paid tier. So you have to pay to hear him talk shit about his friends. Anybody who knows me, and this uh, the reason why I keep harping on this so much is because I've been there. What I don't do is talk shit about my old podcast friends, my, my folks. And the reason why I don't do that, I've gotten in trouble for that before. I've also had to come to terms that as my friends, I have to see y'all at the end of the day. And what does it look like for me to get on a microphone and talk shit about you for two hours and say, you know what? Well, I ain't really know them like that. And this is a business and blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. If you are going to participate in being a businessman to your friends, 
Yes, you want to keep it business, but when it becomes a thing of being business, you don't go and step back like the Homer Simpson gift when they start asking for money. Right. You you can't go and say, you know what? Yeah, this is a business. This is my podcast and blah, 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 blah. But then when they say, well, and cut the check, we're coming in every week. And all of a sudden it's excuses. Hey, I, I don't know about all that. That to me is lacking accountability. And the reason why this is one of my rants is because Joe has a history of saying things and skewing the truth. He'll say something and won't be there to actually defend themselves. And then when they are in the room to defend themselves, the story completely fucking flips. You'd be like, wait, what, what the fuck, Joe? You just, like, say for example, just this episode, just this episode, he went, let me see if I can actually go and find the, the clip. Cause it, it's a whole clip, but actually I'll do that next, next Wednesday when I'm back at home and I got the sound clip and everything like that. Say for example, Joe. They were gone for a month. They came back. He sat down with them. Hey, the boys are back to town, blah, 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 all, all that shit. It, that's, to me, phony. That's phony, Shane. It's the equivalent of somebody saying they don't fuck with you, and then when you come around, you fuck with them. Yeah, I don't do that shit. Yeah, that, that's what I got from Joe. So they were on the show, and then he said they came back the following week, and the show, it was off. The energy was off. If you knew the energy was off, and you know these are your friends, right? Why don't you say, you know what? The energy's off. Let's have that talk. It's going to yeah. be a hard talk. But y'all need to have that talk. If you want to go and squash the shit, go ahead, squash the shit and let it be what it was. But the thing is, you do that shit without the fucking podcast. The the five hundred thousand listeners that plus that probably was necessary. Yeah, they don't need to hear that shit, Joe. And that that was my issue. So I, I get on this clubhouse room, and everybody, you know, I'm talking about the people who love Joe, the people who hate Joe. The one thing that they completely failed at, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful. Some of them probably listening here. My issue is this. Everybody was saying how, you know, this is Joe's podcast, this is his business, blah, 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 blah. My retort to them was, have you ever been in a situation where you work somewhere and your job, they fire you without you having an explanation, and then they go talk shit about you when you leave? In, in, a, in a format, you could hear that shit. I'm pretty sure people at my old jobs and stuff like that, they talked about Greg like a dog. Greg's this, 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 and this. But guess what? They didn't go on a public fucking platform. Yeah, so I can hear Yeah, just so just so I can hear it. I have to hear that shit back. That's why I don't, I won't say I don't respect Joe. It was just one of those things. Like, bro, like you have to answer for that at some point. And for me, when people were saying in the group in the clubhouse, they were like, Well, Greg, you don't understand. I was like, no, I, I perfectly understand. My issue is going to come from Joe said his piece and y'all believed him. But the issue is when he, every time, every single time he does this, he gets back around Rory and Maul and the story changes. Mm. All of a sudden, it's, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't say it like that. It's like, bro, you spent two fucking hours talking about this shit. Two hours telling them how they ain't shit. They don't do shit. Um, you know, saying that Rory, you know, has, you know, PTSD and they don't do shit. They're just workers and they don't deserve the cut. No, bro, here's the thing. These your friends, right? These your homies. That couldn't have been a phone call. That couldn't have been a text. That couldn't have been a, hey, I know where you at. Let's that meet up. Let's I, talk about this. What, like, the fuck? Oh, go ahead. It could have been a private meeting. Yeah, but here's the thing. Joe don't want to have public meetings. Joe, Joe, I guess, in, in my personal opinion, Joe is one of those guys where he, he felt like he had to get ahead of this as if Roy and Maul were going to say something. Here's the thing. They didn't say anything before. When... Uh, when Joe told Roy he needed to take a break from the podcast, what did uh, Roy do? He took a fucking break. What? No tweets. 
Wasn't no audio. Wasn't no him going and subtweeting him and putting shit out there on Instagram. He went quiet. Because here's the thing. One thing that is true about Joe. Joe's going to put his foot in his mouth and say something that he's not going to be able to regret or apologize for later. And boy, did it come in this episode today. Two hours, ladies and gentlemen, of Joe talking absolute cash shit about his friends who are not there to defend themselves. And as somebody who has friends, I would hope I'm never in a position where my friends talk shit about me on a public platform. And it's like, oh, well, Greg ain't this, blah, 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 blah. And it gets recorded. And I have to hear that shit back. Because to, to me, there are no words at that point. We all are right. fighting. That We are fighting. Because now you got me out here looking all types of ways. Yeah. You, you put, you, you're not putting respect on my name. And that's all I ask for. Maul said, I don't give a fuck about this podcast shit. All I need from you as a friend is respect. And Joe said, well, I'm not entitled to respect you. Nigga, what? Ex- yes. Explain, explain oh, to that's me. That's easy for me. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Explain to me how we're supposed to be friends. We, we come to your show to do the show with you. And mind you, I've had people say the same thing to me. Well, Greg, like, I, we come to your house, we do the show and stuff. Yes. But there's always respect it. And, you know, and this is not a knock on the people who were on my show before. Like, you know, my thing is the reason why my personal show ended and they know it and behind the scenes. But what I can say publicly is things did not work out, but we did not. And we will never go in a situation where we're on somebody's public platform talking shit about them. I can go to their house. I can care for them. I can love them the way I love them. I just can't do business with them. Joe should have carried it the same fucking way. Joe, instead of doing the, the, the businessman thing of, pulling them into a meeting saying this is not working we're going to go in a different direction he decided to get on a fucking microphone and talk for two and a half hours about why his friends that he just happens to do business with ain't shit don't do shit for the show and all the things all all the fucking things (laughs) and my, my, my issue was the fact that they weren't there to defend themselves so everybody's like, well, you know, Joe got a point, man. Rory and Maul, they, they were cool, but the, the month that they were gone, they, I mean, nobody really missed them because they had ish and ice and stuff. I'm like, yo, if he would do that shit to Rory and Maul, he will do it to anybody. Right. Anybody. And, and that's the, what I was fu- saying. It, it, it just makes him look like no one should do business with him. Yeah, but that's the thing. Joe has a track record of doing this shit. It's not like this is the first, here's the thing. He's fucked up everything he's done. Death Jam. So I, I, I have a list. I have a list. Slaughterhouse, Death Jam, Shady, E1, Empire, Revolt, Pull Ups, the tour DJ shit. They said this on the show. He even, yo, I remember Joe Button saying he, he didn't hit Tahiri. He didn't do all this shit to Tahiri. Only to say, you know what? I might have done it, but, you know, I apologize for it. Her and I had this, you know, alleged. This is all alleged. I remember the whole situation when, you know, them saying that he did whatever he did to the, the girl that was pregnant. And I'm not going to bring it up because that was over 10 years ago. So we're just going to leave that exactly where the fuck that was. But just in regards to this podcast shit, you can't say things about your friends, bro. Put that shit on the air and they can't defend themselves. I get it. It's your platform. But to say, Rory, you're fired. And the way you said it, the magnitude that you put it in, it's like, yo, like, not only is it disrespectful, what happens now? Because if they come out and air you out, because they got all your dirty laundry, all anybody who has true friends, they know all the shit about you, everything. So if they were just to go and say, well, you know what? Since Joe want to go ahead and put the ether out, you know what we're going to do? 
we, we, we can put out takeover. Mm. We can put out takeover. We gonna, we gonna see whose truth is what. And the thing is, more people are actually now that they've been quiet. Mind you, they could have gone back and forth on Twitter. They could have done a podcast. They ain't said shit. That is more dangerous to me. Any fucking two hour episode anybody could ever do talking shit about their friends. When when the people you work with they go radio silent, uh-huh. and they say, you know what, he he said whatever he said, but you know what, we ain't gonna say nothing. We just gonna lawyer up. We, we're gonna do whatever we do behind the scenes, and he gotta eat that shit. You can say whatever you want on your two hour podcast, but when you cut that check, just know you said what you said. That's fine, but you are gonna pay us. So I, I I feel a way in my personal opinion that Joe he he self sabotages like a true king. Mm-hmm. No, nothing he does, nothing he's ever done. I'm not gonna say it hasn't been successful, but it's never lasted. Mm-hmm. He, he left spot. Who who leaves, regardless of whatever the money is, the the opportunities at Spotify to go and say, you know what, we're gonna partner with Cash App and Patreon. So now you have to do the work. He, he was he was up there. He was in the offices in Spotify. So he said, you know what, I'm gonna leave Spotify because they're not giving me enough money. They're not giving me what I'm worth. They're not giving me my value. So you, you leave that and then you go to Patreon, which, you know, it's only a matter of time before he says Patreon isn't giving him his value and everything like that. And we all going to be, you know, we're going to be giving him chances and shit like that. Do you remember a couple years ago, Shane, like he was on Love and Hip Hop with Tahiri and he proposed to her. And she turned that shit down. He said he would never do a Mona show again because the way that that show panned out and the way that they made him look like a sucker and shit like that. And then three years later, who's on the fucking show with Tahiri with the Mona check and shit like that right. when he was dating her? With Eric, was it Erica Mina? I think that's what her name. It wasn't Erica. It was the other girl. I, I forgot her name. Please forgive me. But my issue, you know, my issue is this, and I'm, I'm gonna try to sum it up. Joe, your your friendships, bro. That that's all we have in life. Mm. Um, we have family, friends, and stuff like that. But once you do business with friends, it's all business. I don't give a fuck if that's your homeboy from the third grade. Once money becomes a part of that. If you're hiding the money, you're hiding the funds, people look at you funny. Your fans look at you funny. And he's going to have fans that are going to defend him to the death. Because think about it. He, he's past his third strike. He's already struck out at this point. He, hit, he had all four balls. He had all three strikes, all nine innings. He struck out at every opportunity. And people keep giving him chances. Mm. But the issue is now you, you, you burnt all bridges. You burnt the bridge with... The, the tax stone shit. That was the start of it. Do you remember how, that was what, 10 years, almost 10 years yes, ago? Yes, I remember that shit. Yeah, he, when he went on tax stone shit. You know, he burned that bridge. Um, the Wu-Tang shit, we got punched in the face. Did that shit. Um, he went at Drake on the show and dropped, he was like, yo, I got 16 diss tracks, blah, 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 blah. And people were saying they didn't, they weren't feeling it, so he retired from rapping shit like that. People act like, oh, he just retired because he didn't want to do music. No, that Drake shit didn't hit. And everything after really getting hit as well. Therefore, boom, here we are. Um, then, you know, he has the shit with the shows. He has the shit with the podcast and stuff like that. Fast forward to today. That two and a half hour episode drops. And I, I just, I wish the best for all parties involved. Parks, Joe, Rory Mall, Ian, Savion, like Savon, all of them. My issue stems from the fact that we let a man just like I'm doing right now, ramble for two and a half hours without the people that he's talking about. It would have been a completely different episode if Rory and Maul were there to defend themselves. I hope he gives them the opportunity to say what they need to say to him. 
be it in public or in private. I just thought it was very unfortunate that he went out of his way to talk shit about the people that he thought were his friends. He said that they were his friends for the sake of business. Because now, guess what? That's one less business that you have. Mm. That, that content that you were creating, that like, say for example, it's loudmouth stereo, if this shit takes off and I, I decide to pull up on Shane, it's completely unfair. That, that's what I see Joe doing. It, it's not going to be the, the people who made the show. Yes, it's Joe Button's show, but you know who was there? Rory Mall for at least two, three hundred episodes. So Joe, um, I guess to sum it up, it it's unfortunate, man. Like one of my favorite shows, I have to stop listening to because the person has probably advanced delusionary schizophrenia with involuntary narcissistic rage. That yeah. probably what it is. you did that. <laughs> So that, 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 that's I don't know if anybody I, I would love to you know since this is a clubhouse so we can't call people on stage or anything like that but if y'all got some comments y'all got anything y'all want to let off your chest in regards to this because this is my event and I said I was going to talk about it and I hope that you were entertained by it but yeah um, feel free to drop them voicemails because this is last call um, we got beds to have and work to have in the morning so feel free oh. to drop those voicemails while you can yeah. and Shan's going to give her last one as well Yes, if y'all want to drop any comments, drop it now. Last thing for me is there will always be friends in business. There will always be snakes in business. There will always be plagues in business. There are dick riders, so beware and make the right choices, but always dot your I's and cross your motherfucking T's. Nobody likes to catch up. This is uh, Loud Mouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg. Uh, this is our Wednesday show. There will not be a show Saturday. We will see you guys next Wednesday with a topic, not a bit. Oh, That'll be a good one. Uh... <laughs> the, the moment you say that, here come the voicemails. Jeez. Every episode. Um, you know, we'll be back at it next week. Um, but I appreciate you guys for coming in here. I'm gonna play these voicemails and then we're gonna get out of here. Dun da da dun, it's that child again. Who's hot, Donna? Hold on, wait. I knew there was like gas problems, but who in the fuck took the chicken? <laughs> There's no chicken. This is not cool. Listen. Yeah, my all the Popeye chicken sandwiches gone. Listen. People eating the fucking uh, them fish sandwiches from there. That's Listen. sad. Mm-hmm. Sure yeah, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to start seasoning our plants and eating them. I don't yep. know. It's, you know, weird times, weird times. It's going to be yeah, a hot. Absolutely. Hot. And they're going to be hungry. But it, yeah. because we're going to be walking because there's no gas. But you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, uh oh, oh. Hot Donna's back. Hot Donna says something else. Let's see what she got before we get about it here. She gets it, honey. I am Hot Donna. Hot Donna, I have, yeah, I just kind of made myself like unknown for a little bit on stereo, but I am back. I yes. am back. But no, no, like nobody's going to take my motherfucking chicken. Like, it's not good. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're going to have to fucking go to the actual. Imagine having to go to Kentucky to get your chicken, though. It might be fresh, but damn. How do you go back? Chicken. 
Here's Chick-fil-A. Yo, that can you imagine what it's gonna be like going to Chick-fil-A and they tell you they ain't got no chicken? Yo. Mm-mm-mm. Best of luck we, to everybody. We got you Best um from steak. Yeah. Yo, I'm gonna be mad as shit if I have to go to Chick-fil-A and be like, you know what we got though? We we have turkey bacon. <laughs> I don't want that fucking shit on my breakfast sandwich. You better give me them that chicken nugget with the little buttery the, bread and everything. I need that. The worst. You know, Chick-fil-A made some good um cornbread. Wait, what Chick-fil-A got cornbread? Chick-fil-A, the um traditional um locations, they make cornbread and macaroni and cheese. Now we, we have the macaroni and cheese up here, but the corn there's cornbread at it's delicious. See, see, this is... I love life. I love life. <laughs> I be in the place that actually has that. Like, if I can find a Chick-fil-A that sells cornbread up north, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it probably won't ever happen, but yeah. That's good. All right, I, I was, I, hold on, I'm going to say one thing about Chick-fil-A. I'm done. Um, with Chick-fil-A, how do they, how do they have every piece of their mac and cheese for some unknown reason, every single like cup that I've ever gotten always has crispy corners. Like, do they just make each like thing like cream boulet, like where they cream? I don't boulet, know. Or... I would have to go in there. Maybe they blowtorch it. They have to, because there's no way every time I've gone to Chick-fil-A it feels like I've had the corner of the, the pan of the fucking mac and cheese. It'd be delicious as fuck, though. So, shout out to Chick-fil-A. I was just very confused as and I've had it at least 15 times. Every time it feels like I've had the corner of the pan and I love it. So shout out to Chick-fil-A. They're doing amazing. That's right. All right. We gotta have our messages. Greg, yeah. I am from Kentucky. What are you talking about? I raised my own chicken. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's gonna touch my motherfucking chicken. <laughs> okay. We're going to Kentucky then. We're He's going a- to Kentucky. Sure. Uh, hey you guys this is Tierra right quick uh, y'all brought up Chick-fil-A y'all know it's the damn shortages on the Chick-fil-A sauces uh, what oh, is yeah. going on we ain't got no damn gas we ain't got no chicken now it's a damn shortage on the damn Chick-fil-A so- sauces we is, uh, we are really in a damn pandemic I'm telling you Yo, wait a minute okay I get the chicken I can they even consider the gas they get how do you have a see and people okay my wife i'll say this really quick my wife laughed at me because at you know what you're supposed to put like the fruit and vegetables at the bottom of your fridge at least on my side of the fridge there's a lot of fucking sweet and sour polynesian sauce barbecue packets of ketchup and shit like that and yes ladies and gentlemen i do put my ketchup in the refrigerator y'all are terrorists if you don't um that how was there a short how do you have a shortage of like condiments? That is a. Well, that is down here. Do this up there, but down here they sell Chick Fil A sauce in the grocery store, and I got some in my fridge. I'm I'm so upset, bro. How the fuck I ran out of? Hold on, my wife said you said it was what man made. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm confused about. Like, how do you have a shortage of condiments? Like, I, yeah, I understand it's an artificial product, but my issue is, how do you have a shortage of it? Like, 
you got a shortage of barbecue? Like, didn't y'all have like factories and <laughs> factories of that shit? Polynesian sauce, like that. Shit. I don't even know what Polynesian sauce is made of. Like, but you know what? How do you have a shortage of it? Honey mustard. How do honey mustard? Like, never mind. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, y'all overworking these bees. <laughs> Yo, we. How do you fuck? I'm sorry. We, we, we gonna have to touch on that next week. Because <laughs> if I'm telling you, if I go to Chick Fil A next week. And they literally tell me that they do not have condiments or they try to hit you like they do when you go like downtown anywhere in any town and they only give you one sauce for like a six piece nugget and they tell you it's 25 cent for extras. I'm going to flip out. I'm they going go to fucking flip. You, but all my men tell me you better spit on it. See, you know what? That, that, that's going to show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I did not mean to do that. I was just trying to follow you on Instagram because, you know, support. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh my God, y'all are amazing. Y'all <laughs> I think they have uh, the cornbread here um, in the Hateville location. The original, the original, the first um, Chick Fil A, I think, is in Hateville, Georgia. The original location, I think, that's where they sell the cornbread. And then they got one on uh, Mount Zion. I've been missing out. Been, it's like a diner. It's like a diner one, like a vintage diner, and you go in there and you could get cornbread and mac and cheese and stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yes, Greg. I'm I'm about to leave y'all on after this, but yes, Greg. I have that too. I have a drawer in my refrigerator where I I do nothing but sauces, and every time I collect like the Chick Fil A sauces, and I have a whole bunch of them, I keep them in the drawer just in case I I, I run out. Like I I need some extras when I eat my Chick Fil A. No, I thought I was the only one that did that, Greg. Oh no, I definitely do it, and there's nothing worse. Then you ordering like DoorDash or like a delivery service and you you like you getting like nuggets or something and it don't come with sauce. And you be sitting there like, God damn it, like I, I just want to eat my waffle fries with my Polynesian sauce and I can't because y'all didn't put it in the bag and I requested that shit. Like it's it's almost as bad when you go through like a drive through and you ready to sip on that sweet tea and ain't no straw in the bag, but you don't want to go back in. Then I'm first world problems. <laughs> And tell me, use your face. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I can actually explain this why there's a shortage of condiments and also car parts right now. Um, my husband used to work at a uh, place where they, the little vibrating, like sensor thing that goes in your steering wheel that keeps you from crashing. Yeah, like he used to create those. But anyway, well, he was the maintenance guy that. I don't know, maintain the machines to keep those. But anyway, long story short, um, they are literally at pretty much stop production uh, because of being shut down for so long. Like they're pretty much ran through the supply of everything. And now there's actually the shortage from it. It's super weird, but uh, just get ready because there's going to be a lot more shortage shortage on a lot of different things. Mm. That that is crazy. We we went from having a shortage of toilet paper and hand sanitizer to now we can't even eat or drive. I just got Lysol back in my house. Yeah. That's going to be my excuse to get into work. It's like, yo, I can't get to work. Ain't no gas. <laughs> Listen, they are <laughs> that, man. Oh my god. Yeah, I just want to apologize. So, like, I legitimately, like, y'all were getting off here, and I'm just like, hey, let me let me be myself known. But no, legitimately, like, the entire right-hand side of my fridge, I got a side-by-side, 
it's all condiments. And my husband's like, you got to get rid of these. And I was like, no, baby, like you got to have Hellman's, Miracle Whip and Mayo. Like exactly. <laughs> there's, there's a selection exactly. and they each have their own purpose in life. Mm-hmm. You know, same as all the other different sauces. Like they all each have their purpose in life. Exactly. Like, and, and this for me, when I used to go into, when I used to keyword used to go into Chick-fil-A, I would go in because they had the little that setup station where they had like the sanitary napkins. They had the regular napkins and shit like that. Boy, listen to me. I used to have this is before COVID. I would have the sanitary wipes. I would have the napkins. I would take a handful. Like Chipotle hated me too because it's like yo, you, you just got a burrito. You really don't need eighty three napkins. Yes, the fuck I do. My car needs it. The dash needs it. The kitchen needs it. I need it. Uh, yeah, just. Mm-mm-mm. We have really gotten to the point where there's going to be a shortage of all the essentials. But guess what? The world going to open up. We see how they um, bagging up gas. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> I'm telling you, if I, if I catch y'all out there with these fucking reusable bags from like grocery stores and y'all putting gas in it, we're going to have to have a talk. That's, that's next. That's a good bag. They could probably turn those into condoms. Or just imagine if somebody goes to a fucking like get a drive through, they pull up and they got them fucking uh Ziploc bags, the joints that don't get holes in them with the the air seal things, and they just go in and just like refilling them shits and like flattening them out so they all even and just putting them in their back seat. It, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Man, yeah. Yo, I mean, we we've had people go and fucking super glue their eye, their eyelids shut, and the girl who with the the fucking uh the shit with her head. Nothing surprises me anymore. Mm. Nothing. Mm-mm-mm. No more weed. No more gas. <laughs> See? See no more fried know. chicken. <laughs> Something got to give, yo. Bitch, t- <laughs> they are trying to kill us. I think this is Rick Grimes' fault. I'm telling you, this is an episode of fucking Fear the Walking Dead. Yo, what what are you to do and you do a chicken shortage? And this is not like, you know, just black people that eat chicken. I, I know white people who eat chicken. What what are they gonna what are they gonna put on the salads? What are they gonna put on the spinach and kale salads? You gotta have the chicken. I'm telling you, the world really gonna be fucked up when they run out of fucking seafood, because that's gonna come up next. And living in DC, if they say that there's a crab shortage next. Somebody's getting like, shot. Um, you know how people eat salmon in a salad? I don't like salmon in a salad. Mm-mm. Nobody. I don't like the consistency. I absolutely hate the consistency. No. I know, I know, Greg. This is scary times we live in, man. I just gotta say, uh, everybody just stay prayed up. And yep. I came in on the last few minutes of your show. Sorry about that, but I just wanna let you guys uh I just want to say to you guys, have a great week. And you guys know I love you. And keep everybody up in my prayers. Absolutely. We love you, too. Hey, Greg, it sounds like to me, uh, you were the reason why we're going to have a shortage. You know, maybe your fridge needs to come up (laughs) off of some of its condiments. This sounds like the pot calling the kettle black because you got a stash. Mm -hmm. No, what what I used to do, and this is before I had to go and dump it, because the thing is, you can't keep the condiments longer than a year. So, because most of them are like milk based or something like that. So, or like wheat based, whatever you want to call it. So you have to like throw it away. So the the ranch dresses and shit had to throw those away. The honey mustard had to throw that shit away. I was really upset when I had to. So now that I find out that there's a, a shortage, how do I replenish it? How? 
Like, I'm, I'm gonna be so mad. My wife is she's sitting here laughing in the background right now because she knows how I am. If I if I have to go somewhere, like there's certain things I'm not gonna go. For example, if I go to McDonald's and I get a large fry with a sweet tea. I use the sweet and sour sauce to dip my fries. I'm not using Chick-fil-A sweet and sour sauce. It has to be McDonald's. When I go to fucking Pizza Hut, and or not Pizza Hut, what's the other one with the, uh, the, the racist owner? Um, Papa John's. If I go to Papa John's and they have their garlic sauce, right? I'm only using Papa John's garlic sauce. I'm not going to go and say, you know what? I'm going to chop up some garlic and press it and then pour it on my pizza. No, I want PJ's. I, I want the racist motherfuckers. I want his garlic. With the little the pepperoncini, whatever fuck you call that shit, I want that. We are doomed, man. I'm telling you, they're trying to eat us from within. We we have got into the point. How do you? Let's, let's end the show. Let's end the show. About to eat me out with my consent. It on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting the fuck up out of here. Shut no, one word. No, I'm. Hey, if we ever have a hot sauce shortage, that is my own damn husband's fault. He's literally got an entire damn cabinet dedicated to all his damn hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And we grow our own, too, so, yeah. Yes. See? Look at that. Listen. Oh, go ahead. We it. We out. We done. Yeah. Thank yes, you for being Michelle, Greg. Of course. We will see y'all next week. Uh, hopefully, y'all pick up some gas in the morning. If not, bring the gas to us. So, you know what that means. Anyway, we will see y'all next week. Got that perp. <laughs>